So Rachel, tell us about respectful parenting. What is it? Respectful parenting is a gift that we give our children that centers on teaching them the confidence to be bold, resilient, and empowered through boundaries, the curiosity for joy and learning through exploration, and a tenderness to keep them connected, kind, and grounded through consistency. This is how we're going to raise the next generation of leaders that are kind, empathetic, confident. It's all the things that we want, and just this is the way that we're going to get there. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, we, as a generation, we were parented very differently in our days. Like our parents never listened to us. Well, <laughs> we were just not never. Well, well rarely listens yeah. to us. We were just spoken to, and we were scolded to comply, and then it kind of worked. We, I guess we are like a disciplined bunch, yeah. right? But in the respectful parenting scheme of things, there's no bribing, there's no punishing, there's no <laughs> scolding. So how does it work actually? What research has shown. A Again and again and again, longitudinal studies, studies by credible sources that it doesn't work. So the tiger mom, right? The typical tiger mom. I always think of Lat. You know Lat's teacher. Yeah, yeah. That's like the, the ultimate. The, yeah. yeah, the, the lady with the, like the glasses, yeah. tiger mom. You know it, what it really is? It's fear-based parenting. And what you find with these kids that have been raised that way? Are they successful? Absolutely. They don't know anything else. They are top in their class. They have the best jobs. Are they happy? No. Are they emotionally healthy? No. Are they resilient? No. Are they resourceful? No, because all their lives have been told what to do, how to do it. This is who you are. This is what you're meant to be. And so you find that these kids are deeply broken adults. They're resentful. They're bitter. They're rigid. They're scared. They're insecure. They've been taught to stay quiet, to shut down, to feel ashamed, to be afraid. I have an entire, you know, I teach kids and parents. That's a big part of my job. But the other big part of my job is I take women on retreats, and these are women that need a safe space to just be reminded that they are whole. To remind it that they can let go, to reparent their childhood wounds. This is what's happening when we shame, bribe, punish, force our kids into being someone that they're not. They become really broken adults later. So that's what our hope is with respectful parenting: is we can stop it at the start. So let's go to a real life question, my own question okay. to Rachel, because we're experiencing this right now with my eldest daughter. She is, I think, she's feeling a bit not pressured, but left out with my new schedule and all that. Because mm. I used to be the one who who's always there to wait for her from school to pick her up and whatnot, and I haven't been there for the past two weeks since I've been on air. So she's a bit scared of going to school right now. So every morning or even at night before she goes to bed, she'll start crying. Yeah. And in the morning, but she'll tell me that she feels like vomiting, or she oh. wants to. She has a stomach ache. You know, she needs to go to the toilet, yes. and I really don't know what I can do. So I want you to think about you starting this new job,、mm-hmm. and how does that feel? That feels sort of a bit scary. It's a bit exciting. It's a bit sort of like,、ah, can I do this? Can I not do this? Like, oh, will they like me? Will they、exactly. not like me?、Mm-hmm. Uh, what's JD like? Is he really that nice? <laughs> is he going to grill me? Like, I have a new producer. Like, how does this work? And that's how you feel as an adult. Right, think about a kid who. I mean, at least you have a car.、Mm. You know when you're going to go home. You know that if you are hungry, you know where the canteen is. Imagine for a little kid. I think it's so important. Again, you know, going back to the Rachel met- method, H is help, and here, Mama's going to help you, and Mama's going to hear you. I'm going to, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to ask what is really going on because it's so easy to say, oh, it's just about oh, because she started a new school and I started a new job. But I think there's a bigger question, which is the why. What is coming up for you? What is getting her triggered? Why does she feel that you're not going to come home? Why does she feel that you're going to forget her? Because I think the symptomatic. 
classic symptom of like them having a tummy ache. That's very, very common. When kids say I have a tummy ache, it's their way of saying I'm scared, I'm nervous. And it, they physically feel it. So they're not making it up because a lot of times parents, I think that's a big part of respect for parenting. The first thing is just to trust your child, right? And to not dismiss whatever they're saying. Not a lot belittle, of times, like, yeah, oh, you're just pretending. Like, yes, yeah. or you're just say faking like, it. Or, or even saying like, this is not a new school. Yeah. This is a new class. It's all the same. It's all your friends. And your best friends are yeah. in there, you know? Yeah, uh. but that, I mean, I think for a kid saying, mama, I'm scared. Like there's all these new variables that I, I don't understand. So then I think the important thing is not to just put out the fire, right? We don't want to just put out the fire because it's really easy to put out fire. I can bribe you. I can say, oh, mama, I'll pick you up. And when I pick you up, I'll bring an ice cream, right? Or if you don't cry, if you go to bed, I'll read you an extra book. You know, there's a lot of these bribes or these force. You have to go to bed now. It's not a choice or but we punish. It doesn't yeah. really solve the problem. No, because okay. at the root of it, at the root of it, this fire is still going to stop, right? If right. we can figure out what's starting this fire, we can put it out forever. Now, Rachel, I remember you in a previous workshop that I attended, you actually said filling up their love tank before we leave them in yeah. a sense. Like, because yeah. I know uh, a lot of our listeners are there. They're working parents. So they have the guilt mm. of leaving their child and going to work and all that. And they feel like, oh, I can do so much more with the child. And, and at the same time, the child sometimes might be dragging on to them, you know, or, yes. or crying for them. Yes. For example, like my daughter, yeah. like she is, is her love tank empty? Is that why? I don't think it's so much her love tank is empty. I think, again, you go back to the question is, is what's really going on? Mm. Look at the big picture. I think absolutely there needs to be some sort of, I think what she's really asking for is consistency. What she's really asking for is clarity. So when, what, how, who. So a lot of times when we say you have to connect to disconnect, you go back to the police method, P, prep. So prep, I'm going to tell her who's going to pick you up. What happens if you, you don't get picked up? What time is it going to be? Who will be with you when I'm not there? Whatever it is that's age appropriate for that child. For my daughter, when she started school, it was just telling her that she had a jacket and her teacher knew where the jacket was. And if she got called at any time, she could go uh, ask the teacher for it. And then we practiced asking teacher for it because she was like two at this time. <laughs> because I think of a lot of kids, mama is their mama bear, right? Mm. You're the one that takes care of their food. You're the one that takes care of their, you know, if they get hurt or anything, you're the one that takes care of it. And now you're not going to be there. What's going to happen, mama? So we prep them, right? And then the other thing that we want to also make sure to do is allowing them the time, uninterrupted uh, mama time for connection and play. So when a child says, mama, will you play with me? You know, there's so much more underneath that. It's, it's mama, I'm feeling a bit bored. Mama, I'm feeling a bit lonely. Mama, I had a really rough day. Mama, do you still love me? So when, when, when kids say, mama, will you play with me? There's so much more to that. So giving her that time consistently tells her I'm present. I'm here for you. Um, so that's a love thing. That's the Always love make thing. sure your love thing is... For even, even and even for mama. I think part of like what you are feeling is because take some time for you. Right? Take some time to rest. I have no time right yeah. now for anything. And, and I think rest is so important. I think it's like an oxymoron because like ask any mom, they're like rest. What is that? That's a foreign <laughs> word. Um, but you cannot discredit the power of sleep and the power of rest and the power of play. Just like kids have to play, adults have to play. We have to have time to feel creative, to feel like us for a while. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Now, we notice that the older the child gets, the less 
they're willing to talk. Mm. That's of course if they haven't been parented the respectful way, right? Yes. <laughs> so the older they get, the more recluse they become. You know, they'll hide in their rooms. Yes. They don't want to talk to you, yeah. even if they're facing any problems in school and things like that. So how do we maintain this open communication with a growing child so that they are actually willing to speak to us about anything? And one of the biggest things that I always talk to parents about is, you know, I don't worry for the kids that are throwing tantrums. You know, I worry for those that are starting fires or like, you know, but at least they're still fighting. You know, at least they're still saying, I need help. I need help. I need help. I need help. Something is wrong. I worry for the kids that are perfectly well-behaved and they're young and no kid should be that perfectly well-behaved because what they're doing is they're operating on fear, right? So they're just, they've learned to switch that thing off. They've learned to sort of numb out and check out. And so that's what you have, uh, what happens with these kids as they grow bigger, as they come into their teenage years, they're the ones that rebel the most. They're the ones that are like either out there partying or out there going more and more reclusive, going into their shell, like checking out of life, basically. And those are the kids that are, that really fall through the cracks that we really need to be looking out for. Because So this idea, again, going back to Tiger Mom, of us like shaming, beating, punishing the kids into being perfect is completely unnatural, is hurting them. And so then we go back to these children and we say, what can we do from the start, right? Or even right now, it's never too late. Is yeah. it never too it's late? It's never too late. Whether okay. you're listening to this, whether your child is 12 or 14 or 2 or, or 30 or 43, <laughs> it's never too late, right? I take Katie's women. mom. <laughs> yeah. Listen I, in. I take women on retreats to reparent. It's never too late. The only time it's too late is when you're dead and you're not dead yet. So as long as you're not dead, let's do something about it. Um, and so I like idea, that. This idea for little kids, what we have to do is from the start, we make basis for communication. Remember when kids say, mama, will you play with me? Mm. It's something as small as that. It's saying, ah, I hear you. I'm here with you. Is it different for boys and girls? Is, is the it same? D- do boys get hurt? Do boys feel rejected? Do fo- well, ah, we tell, we tell boys about- not to cry, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. when they get hurt. Yeah. yeah. But if you go back to little boys... Little boys feel all these things because before we tell them, no, you're not allowed to feel these things. No, shut it down. No, big boys don't cry. No, big boys have to be gentlemen. You're never allowed to want something. But then later on we say, oh, but in business, you go out and get whatever you want. And there's all these conflicting things that is actually, I actually think boys have it harder. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's no denying it, is it, JD? Okay. I'm learning so much now. (laughs) Now, Rachel, do you have a summary for us of how we can communicate with our child effectively? Tiffly. I think that the most important thing that I want to tell any mom or dad listening, I think the first thing is to show yourself grace and to know that you are doing the best you can and that your little kid, all they want is just you. They don't want anybody else. I think a lot of times the guilt tells us that men, like they would be so much better off if they had this so-and-so that I'm looking, that they, they would be better off if I was so da 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 And the, the reality is my kid didn't care if I made pizza dough or not. My kid just cared that I showed up in my swimsuit that didn't match. She just <laughs> cared that mama was there and so that's the first thing that I want you to remember is that it's not about anybody else it's about you and this child and this connection that you have um, the second thing is to just see the big picture I think a lot of times we're so focused on this individual moments that we forget that we're raising kids to be resilient and strong and confident and capable and empathetic and kind and in order to raise those kids what do we need to be doing right now and the last thing is to just that respectful parenting is 
just giving your child the best start in life, to build confidence, to create curious children that play and discover, and the tenderness and the love for consistency to lead with love. Wow. Can we find you? Like, if we want to ask you questions, are you giving out workshops soon? So where can we find you, your social media? Yeah, so um, coming up in March, we have this intensive one-day parenting workshop that I absolutely love, and it will radically change the way you love, lead, and parent, and it's at the Stripes Hotel, so that's the intensive one-day parenting course. And then we also have, you know, earlier I was talking about the women's retreats that yes. we do, and that's also in late February, and it's a women's retreat to make safe space for you to let go, to refuel, to build your fire in the wounding through bold joy and connection. And to reparent. And to reparent, yeah. right? It's to, it's so that you can be your best. 